yourself. Hey, everybody. It's another episode of Go Flicks Yourself. My name is Ben Conowitz, and with me is always the Captain Fantastic pinball machine to my Godzilla pinball machine, Bradford Oman. Hey, that's me. I don't I don't know Cap- Captain Fantastic. Is, what, 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 is it not good? The Medieval Madness pinball machine to my Godzilla oh, pinball machine. One. Nate Lauch. Hey guys, how you doing? <laughs> that's, I mean, that's that's, yeah, it's not even. I don't know what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, I just went with an excited because Brad, you didn't sound excited at all. I don't. I don't really. I, I can do an. I can make up Captain Fantastic. I go pew pew. Cap- Captain Fantastic is a is an often maligned pinball machine from the seventies featuring Elton John. Nobody really likes it. Okay. Oh. oh, okay. And and Brad, you actually play pinball. I don't. I don't know what any of these mean. Yeah. Saturday, 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 Saturday. Hold me closer, Captain Fantastic. These are, bam, all, bam, these are all from the pinball machine. Which Elton John song was that? Oh, that was the key change right there. Oh, okay. He knows the key change. I don't, I don't know. I'm a music guy. That's what I know. I don't know pinball, but I'll talk about key changes. I don't, I don't know pinball, changes. but I know key changes. I do. <laughs> hey, guys, it's a movie podcast. Well, it's a comedy movie podcast. It's a pinball podcast. It's a little bit of key change. I did a pinball thing this time, not because I don't own an arcade, but because the my, my movie that I was assigned has one pinball scene in it. There's Is that how you rate movies now, by how many pinball machine scenes yes. there are? Yes. Willy, uh, Willis Wonderland, pretty great. Hey, there's a movie called Captain Fantastic with uh, with Viggo Morton. Yeah, no pinball machines, though. No, but it's a good movie. It's okay, but again, no pinball machines makes it less than. So did you jizz when you saw Five Nights at Freddy's then, since there was like five pinball machines Didn't in see it? that. Didn't oh. see that movie. Well, then, oh. Now I have to, though, because it's spoiler on the list. Alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. wow. Uh, spoiler alert, though, they break them. Is that true? Yeah, they get smashed. It's going to be very sad for me. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. old, though. They're not, like, smashing cool ones, necessarily. Are they smashing pumpkins? Also, you can't really tell which ones they are, I don't think. You might be able to, because, like, you're better versed, but I, I, I couldn't tell, so they're definitely older, though. I uh, they, they only showed the side art, because they were, like, focusing on the characters in the movie I watched, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what machine it was. What was it? Uh, it's it's uh, one from back in the day called Hot Tip. Hot Tip! That's also Ben's nickname, I think. Yep, Ben Hot Tip Conowitz. Mm-hmm. You need a hot tip, you call the hotline. Oh, no, no, I was talking about because his dick was always red and looked like it was on fire. Oh, but... That guy, that guy healed. They, he went to a doctor about well, that. Well, I mean, no, he did. He told me it didn't heal. They just put like an extra layer on it, so like it kind of like, like, like spray like, skin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of they basically just like put a, a bandaid on it. It, but, lo- it looks worse. We're just saying. Is something. that possible? I didn't think it was. <laughs> Last time, it like you know how you see like a. Hey, let's just stop debating. Show it to us. Have you ever so seen? My a, doctor did say though. He's like, it looks worse. Have you ever seen a mushroom in the wild that's been like half eaten by a raccoon? Uh, yes. I can envision what that looks like. I haven't personally seen I mean, that because I don't know. Well, you came sure close, though, because that's what your dick looks well, like. I, didn't, I don't know if it, like, look racco- down. raccoon Just specific. look down. Yeah. Raccoon specific, though. I don't know if that's. Well, you don't have to do, like, a, a teeth examination to know, like, it's been gnawed on by something. By like something, that. though. But you said raccoon. You're very specific. So well, because I, I, be... I just know raccoons love munching on mushrooms. Do you? Do they? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't well, you know. just said, <laughs> I, I know, and then you said, but, I don't know. But that's the thing about Brad is. He doesn't know lots of things, but he says it so confident. Oh, he's so confident. That's all I got to do. He's so confident. (laughs) He's so confident. Do you know JFK once got poisoned by mushrooms? (laughs) It's not true. No, but I believed it. Yeah. Uh, He told me the other day that his pillow at home was full of goose feathers. Not not down feathers, goose feathers, and I believed him. (laughs) Pretty good. I don't. I don't like when you lie to me. By the way, this is the first episode that we've put. Uh, so that was like months ago. <laughs> this is the first episode that we've put in our insta listener uh, gauge in here. And as soon as we tar- started talking about uh, Ben's junk, everyone stopped listening. I yeah. just had deja vu. Weird. Cool. Are you on mushrooms? Uh. Hey, everybody! It's another episode <laughs> of Go Flicks Yourself. With me, as always, is Brad Oman. Hey. 
Let, let me ask you something, <laughs> Ben. It looks weird. It looks it looks worse. Yeah, it's, it, penis is bad. We got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, ben, let, let me ask you something. Do we, I, do we have a sponsor? How do you? Yeah. How do you like? Kind of figured this was coming. You know, it's a. How do you like? How do you like your steak? Medium rare. Medium rare. I do. Oh, interesting. Nate, how about you? How do you like your steak? Uh, I am the same way. I like medium rare, but medium more rare. on the medium to the rare, though. I, I need it. Yes, yeah. I want. I want pink, but I don't. I don't want it to yeah, like yeah. be super. Pink. I, I can't have like yeah. I don't it, want the blood coming out of it. Exactly, but yeah. I do. I don't want it done too much. No, not at it's all. It's going to really frustrate. If you me. tell people medium well at the restaurant, they're it's going to be dry. Yep, and so I, I usually just say medium, but me too. Erring on the medium rare a little I say, bit. I say medium and very uh, rarely. Uh, <laughs> uh, is it bad? Usually, usually they do yeah. a pretty good job yeah. with yeah. the medium. medium. Though is is better than rare for me, listener. I do this a lot. I sit here and I and no, no, I just I want to talk to the listener real quick. A lot of times, I think to myself, I jump in too often. I no, we I, we we I, agree. I, I jump in way too often. I need to let this play out. But then when I do, you're you're having meat temperature like, and it's a real conversation. To be fair, this no, is no, the conversation no, no, the three I, of us I, would have. Said that I was talking to the audience. This isn't. You're not doing a bit. You're just literally forgetting you're on a podcast. You're having a fucking two person conversation about meat temperatures. What we would do, yeah. and yeah, I know, and it's not That's good. The, welcome to the podcast, it's and not, we weren't done. I, yeah, Thanks exactly, for interrupting. Exactly. Now, I saw you take. Brad took the deepest breath, like he was gonna go. <laughs> and another thing about meat temperatures that I like to. We didn't even get into the types of potatoes <laughs> we want with our meat. I know, not even, not even close. And I, now, do you, do you put a one? Oh sauce? no, 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 no! This is the interesting. No, I hate a one. No, sauce. What's, I don't want any uh, sauce. You know, maybe like? a little bit of butter on it. I've had that before. That's yeah, okay. that's good. You know what I, I do like to do sometimes? Listen, too? get out your phone. Start. They texting. don't do this everywhere, but if, if you get a, if you get a steak at Texas Roadhouse, they'll put jack cheese on it. Love me some jack cheese. I just don't. If it's a good steak, sure. Need no, anything. no, no! I, I'm not saying it needs it. I just like it. I and like I like some cheese with my meat. Have you been to Ruth's Chris before? No, unfortunately, I'm poor. Oh, it's so I'm good. Very, well, I've only poor. went when other people paid. No, oh, okay. See, that's so good. we should get Ben to take us. I've had some good steaks on on like press trips and stuff like yeah, that. It is I would like really to go to good. Michael Jordan's Steakhouse. I've heard yeah, that's pretty good. The Maybe thing, Ben can take the us. The thing there. about Ruth Chris is if you go, if you go too often, it just it's the same, you know. So like if you go weekly for a while, it just loses uh, his luster. John D. Rockefeller over <laughs> here. <laughs> That's just when he was over in San Diego, oh, he was taking taking oh, ladies. Johnny Rockefeller all over the time. Here. He's like, "Hey, let me get a steak and let me get in your pants." I was like, "Let me get that medium rare both ways." A <laughs> one, steak sauce. <laughs> all right. Well, you know what? It's Nate. It's funny that you brought up having a potato with your steak. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because, you want to talk about potatoes? Do you like baked potatoes? I love baked potatoes, my friend. Do you put stuff in it or just a little Fuck butter? Yeah, put stuff in it. Butter, sour cream, cheese, bacon bits. Load that shit up. Okay. Now we're gonna try try out a, a treat a treat today. Ben, go ahead and grab oh, grab yourself a, a chip out of this bag. Don't don't look at the front of the bag. Don't look at the front of the bag. Don't ruin the surprise. Don't don't ruin it. Just get yourself a chip, Nate. Don't look at the front of the bag. Don't look at the front. Don't look. No no no, because I need it back. I haven't tried it yet. I haven't tried it yet. Hold on. All right, give me the. It's give like me back. He was holding it to where. I know. Like, hold, give me it. Just give me it. He's holding. I'm gonna the crunch chips. all the chips in my hand. I, I can't reach the chips because of the way you're holding the freaking bag. It just. It tastes like somebody, um, somebody blended a rib, a a a, a, a prime rib. Right. Let me tell you. I made it a chip. What, let me tell you first what I like about these chips. <laughs> what you do or don't <laughs> like you that? Do. I do. Um, they're they're ridges, which I like a good ridge chip. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, especially if it's quit chewing into the microphone, you know. If the, the if the I'm chip, already not really happy with you tonight, 
So just let's just let's just not. Oh, Ben has to be on somebody else's schedule instead of us being on his. Well, listeners don't know this, but Brad has another podcast he's got to do after this. He's guesting on some other dumb podcast. Yeah, really wow, stupid, a really stupid. Well, one. we're wow, mad at you right now, yeah. so I'm I don't sure even, it's a great podcast. You even, you even, I'm sure no, it's no, great. But it's probably shitty, honestly. Like. I, he, but, no, but I don't care. Brad's never, been like, we got to get this podcast done. I got <laughs> things to do. I got people, important people to talk to. Uh, ben, and Ben just came from where all the exciting things are happening at GutterCon in in Florida. Uh, fuck right, I did. Or they had they had big panels about how aluminum bends and uh, I, I don't know how fucking trucks run or something. Those were those are the keynote speaker. <laughs> yeah. They probably just had a gutter truck as the keynote it was, speaker. They it just was, drove it on stage and put a microphone was, in front of it. It, uh, it was Henry Jenkins's "How Do Trucks Run." That was the keynote. Those are good chips. <laughs> so these are uh, these these I got these from London. I did, and these are it's a brand called the Real McCoys, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it, but they're good. You know what the flavor is? Steak. Well, not just any steak, mate. Steak and potatoes. Nice nah, flame grilled steak, boyo. Oh. Um, they, 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 don't, they probably don't call the, steak the, steak the over there, but they, they really probably they call, they call steak like the ham. The chip was really crispy, no, they which I really like. It's just ham. It was like fish and chips. It, it, that's fish and potatoes. Guys, I'm talking No, chips. that's french fries. They have french fries that they call chips. Yeah, I know. But what do you think french fries are? It's potatoes. And they call chips crisps. So they have n- different names. So steak over there is ham. If you order ham, they give you a steak. It's not true. Steak is steak. You like these chips, Nate? I'm done talking about <laughs> I think they're pretty good, actually. I really like them. Yeah. It's got a, it kind of has a, it's, it's a mix, basically, if you took a bite of baked potato and a bite of steak. Yeah, I, I don't know if the flavor was as steak-like. It, it no, was a good flavor, it's, though. It's kind of like prime it's, rib. Yeah, it's like the seasoning you put on steak. Mm-hmm. Prime, it was good, though. Prime rib. But kind the chip itself rib. was good. Like, yeah. I liked the chip. It's a solid chip. Good seasoning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry, everybody. Thanks for sponsoring. <laughs> you know, is this one of our first international sponsors? No, no, we had one uh, when I uh, first came back from the- One of our You guys first. not remember that Mitch brought stuff? We, yeah, Mitch brought stuff from oh, New yeah. Zealand. Wow. Yeah, Mitch I was think, just in America. Did you guys see that? Hey, Mitch. Yeah, but I just like you just think, for, you guys forgot about Mitch. Like, like, like he's, I don't like forget he's, about Mitch. I follow Mitch on Instagram. Yeah, but you forgot they brought sponsors. It was a test, and you failed. I was the one that brought it up. I know that's the thing is you like to force yourself in every mm-hmm. situation. You're like, no, I'm I'm gonna tell you this is not right. But I mean, that's exactly what I do. <laughs> that's Fucking exactly how I sound. Chewed ass mushroom dick. Chewed <laughs> ass <laughs> mushroom dick. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking psycho. <laughs> Yo, know, Brad got in trouble in like third grade because he called his teacher that <laughs> chewed ass mushroom dick. <laughs> hey, what? I'm not. I'm not. I'm lining up for recess right now. You chewed that <laughs> mushroom dick. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I was seven years old, I talked just like this. Yep. <laughs> same voice tone, yep. same vocabulary, same vernacular, everything. Teachers were appalled. Living. Appalled. Did you did you also get in trouble for drawing dicks like Jonah Hill's character in Superbad? Not only did I get in trouble for drawing dicks, I got in trouble for, for showing t- dicks. For touching I dicks. got in trouble for waving dicks. I got in trouble for flapping dicks. Flapping dicks. Yeah, you you name it, I dicked it. Well, we want to. One time I went down the slide dick first. Oh my God, what does that even mean? <laughs> it's, hard, know. it's hard to do. It's hard to do. And let me tell you, it chafed. It was a hot day. The hot Bernie slide. Yep. The hot Bernie slide is my favorite sandwich. <laughs> oh man, have you ever had a hot Bernie slide <laughs> with horseradish? It's fucking delicious. Oh uh, shit. Uh, what's the last movie you saw, Ben? Uh, whip It. Yeah, finally. Whip It Good. It's good. It's a, it's a solid. What, for the people who don't know, tell people what Whip It is. Uh, it's a song by Devo. Crack that whip. Break your mama's back. Step in some shit. No, that's not at all. Break your mama's back is a lyric. 
crack that whip, break your mama's back? Yeah. I mean, okay. Well, I'm going to believe you because I, I, I don't know what it is. It sounds right. Really? No, break, so break, break your mama's back really is the lyric. Mm, we'll see. If a problem comes along, you, you must, must break your mama's back. Oh, you see, oh, so, what's, it, what's whip it? See, this is why we don't invite you into the song songs that we have. Or, or any conversation. You just let me make, make me flail, flail around like a, like, a, <laughs> like a unicorn with no horn. Uh, a horse. <laughs> We would also accept a pony, <laughs> a Shetland <Yeah>. pony. <laughs> you know, like you know, maybe fuck around with like a like a like a like a tricycle with two wheels. Hey, what'd you say? Like a tricycle with two no, wheels? Not a fuck around. It's a bis around. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So come on. <laughs> oh yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we gotta go, huh? We gotta oh, yeah, what's what? I got a podcast to be on. What's it about? What's the movie? Tell the people. The movie. Yeah. Is about roller derby. Mm-hmm. And it's very fun. All right, good, good. <laughs> that's it. Good. No, it's a good thanks, movie. It's uh, for, uh, letting us know. It's uh, Elliot Page is in this movie, and Drew Barrymore is in this movie, but she's not the lead. Uh, Jimmy Fallon is in this movie. Daniel Stern is in this movie. Kristen uh, Wiig. Ro- I'm not done. Roseanne Arquette. Mm-hmm. Kristen Wiig, and then Eve, the rapper. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much all I remember. Uh, what's her name? What's the mom's name? Juliette Lewis? No, the, the oh wait, no, uh, sorry, Rosanna Arquette is not in it. It's Juliette Lewis. I always get them confused. Wow, uh, wow. I really do. What is um, Marsha Gay Harden? Marsha Gay Harden. Yep, she, oh. she's fantastic as the mom. Marsha Gay Harden's a great actress, and she can play a crazy woman really well too. Yeah, she she really she was the best part of this movie because I haven't seen this in a you, long time. You need a really you need remember. a quote unquote villain, and so Juliette Lewis and the mom's character uh, uh, they they play the quote unquote villains in this film. Did this come out like 2004, 2008 or so? 2009. 2009. Okay, yeah. I was still buying a ton of DVDs then. I had this DVD, mm-hmm. but I don't remember I don't remember it well. It's uh, the story of 15 a- 15 years ago. Isn't that crazy? 15 Pretty years conservative mother and a pretty- Who wants her, her daughter oh, I'm not, I'm, to be in pageant. Jesus Christ. He does the same thing, I'm literally I'm actually telling you what this is, and you're interrupting me to say the same it. thing I'm just about to say. I you're, welcome you're, you're dawdling. Oh, oh my we God. don't have time. We don't have time. <laughs> yeah, uh, movie about uh, and they win the championship at the end, and the, and the, the, the dad. Well, you don't have to give no, away the, the ending. Yeah, they win the championship at the end. No, and, no, and the, and the dad's finally proud of the of, of the daughter. Is, no, so he puts a no, so, so he puts a, a yard sign in the yard. He, picks, so he matches up with he's his neighbor. He's picking the worst things to talk about the movie. Like, yeah, because now we're done. Now we can move on because that's all you want to do. So no, let's move like, on. Just, but you're not even like you jumped right to the ending. You didn't even talk about the the plot of the movie. Yeah, because I started to and you interrupted me to do the plot. So if you want to get all the way through it, let's get all the way through it. Go, go, go. You got a podcast beyond. I get it. You're important. We're not. Gosh. Harmar Superstar's in it. Who's that? Um, he's an American songwriter and actor. How do you know who that is? I just looked it up. I just looked it up at the Wikipedia. Oh, so you're not like familiar with who that no, is? No, he never is. He's always no, on his computer. I'm like, uh, so is Kristen Weig? Oh boy. <laughs> so, so what? What else now? Yeah, go ahead. I, I know you really want to be the one. Just fucking do you it. You want to be the one to tell the story, so you you tell me the plot of the just, movie. I, I gave you the movie, idiot. You know how many times yeah. you jump in? This to movie talk about was shit? not financially successful. Why do you think that is? Um, I don't think that it was like. Super widely marketed, and it's also it was like a lower key release. Like it was, it was kind of an indie, I think, in a way. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if this would be technically an indie because this is like you said, it was a Fox 2008, 2008, 2009. Fox 
and it was a fifteen million dollar budget. That's not a high but, budget, but, but that's Fox, not like but, an indie. But Fox Searchlight often like even even with when those movies have backing, like they they have like independent, you know, yeah. spirit about them. Yeah, but fifteen million, I wouldn't call an indie anymore, right? Or, right back no, then, it's, uh, the size of the budget isn't what necessarily makes it an indie. Like indie, aside from. So the the true definition of an independent movie is one that doesn't initially have distribution or was financed in uh, independently. Uh, even though Whip It went through Fox Searchlight, it's still like it has the vibes of like aesthetically or like culturally what you might consider an indie because it, like it started off with a limited release and then got eventually a wide release and that kind of thing. Um, and it was there was kind of like a grassroots support behind it because uh, it was such a niche thing being about roller derby. Um, and it also came at around on a time too when like movies that were focused on uh like centrally female characters like they weren't necessarily like grabbing a lot of attention yet because this this arrived just before uh bridesmaids i think or was it was was it just after actually bridesmaids 2011 yeah so just so just before so it hadn't really like we hadn't really gotten into that wave yet of like people like suddenly jumping into like yeah so chris was probably still on snl here then yeah i think so yeah um and jimmy fallon too because it was yeah 2011. Yeah. Uh, directed by Drew Barrymore, written by Shauna Cross. So Drew Barrymore's in this movie. Like I said, she's got a kind of a bit part. She's just one of the roller, gir- 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 <laughs> roller derby girls, the Hurl Scouts. The names are, are awesome in roller derby in the real world and in this movie. Um, Elliot Page plays Babe Ruthless. Great name. Um, Drew Barrymore plays a very, she's just got a very weird take on the character that she chose to play in this she's film. She's wild. She's dumb. She's yeah. she's dumb. She's playing playing it up to be very very dumb and wild and just like, I don't know. It's just, it's a fun take because I hadn't really seen it uh, out of her before. Like she's really playing that part of it up. Um, but Juliet Lewis is great mm-hmm. in this as as the, as the actual villain, like the the lead of a different team that's better than them. And Daniel Stern plays a great role as the dad who always watches football. Clearly wishes that his uh, daughter or, or son was into anything. Sports related rather than pageants, which is what it, her mom wants her to do, and so it's it's yeah it's it's a it's it's a story about rebellion, and clearly a good kid that just wants to do her own thing and has one kind of absentee non conflict related father, and the the mother is very controlling and like I didn't have a mother, you got to do with this to be successful. So at the end of the day, very fun movie, a coming of age movie too that Ben enjoyed. Yeah, it's surprising to me. No, I like the sports. I didn't like the coming of age part. Wow. Also, oh, 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 who plays maybe Reynolds? In, in, oh, Alia Shawcat. Yeah, she's the best friend. Yeah, in this plays film. Elliot Page's friend. Yeah, she's great. And then Owen Wilson's brother, Andrew, not, not Luke Wilson, Andrew Wilson. Uh, I'd like. Uh, does he act still? I mean, uh, I think he's still around. He yeah. was just great. He plays their coach, and he's like, you could play this a lot of different ways, but the the coach could be this kind of like I'm a dude with a bunch of ladies, and it's not. He like takes it seriously. Like yeah. he's he's a he's a schlubby kind of like. Not schlubby, he's just like a. He, he looks like a hobo in a lot of his scenes because yeah. he's just he's a, he's looks like a derelict. But, uh, honestly, but then he, when he comes out, he's like, "If you guys would just learn the plays, we'd be great." But he's never mad at them because yeah. he, it's just weird because the way he plays the role is he's a he's a beleaguered coach that really wishes they would pay attention, but <laughs> never gets actually mad that they don't. Yeah, and they're happy like they chant "We're number two when they lose because they're happy with it, and he just is like, "If you guys if you learn the plays, I'm just saying." We, we would be better. He hasn't done a ton since 2017. I don't know if he kind of just retired. Uh, his wife's a pretty pretty famous photographer, so I don't know if you know they were just able to live off of. And, yeah. on, and honestly, mostly he kind of just appeared in like 
Luke and Owen's movies as well. Yeah, and had bit parts. Yep. When when I first, I didn't know who it was. I didn't see the opening credits of his name, so I just thought, wow, they 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 that's an Owen Wilson type. Yep. Yeah, it is. No, it, they do Nailed sound it. like. Yep. There you go. Uh, Drew Barrymore also directed this. In yes. case you didn't didn't realize, yes, she yeah. did. I did say that, but yeah, that's fine. She's yeah. a filmmaker. No, we don't really listen to Nate evidently. Well, it's because so, yeah. Spartan Spartan off facts about Harnar Superstar, whoever the fuck that Harmar was. Harmar Superstar, yeah. Yeah, Harmar. So close. Big Harmar deal. Superstar. Oh, it's off by one letter. No, Harmar yeah. Superstar, big deal. Yeah, pretty big deal. Name one of their, their favorite no, songs. it's not. It's like a, it's it's a, a guy. It's a him. I said there. Well, that's not right. But, it, 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 but it his preferred pronouns there. are he, him. Yeah. You don't know that. It's on Wikipedia. Don't 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 assign pronouns to someone when you don't know. It's on Wikipedia. It is, but he didn't say that. It says it says he on Wikipedia. I think it would say they if it was not necessarily. Wikipedia doesn't always know for sure. It and also almost also it's very fact based. Brad. Also, you can use they them to for, for any whether they're he or she. Like it's both. Oh, that's that's a that's really progressively wrong, Brad. You can't do that to people. Okay, hey Tillman has a so Harmar <laughs> Superstar has a cameo in. One of Ben's favorite movies, 2004 movie Starsky and Hutch, as Dancing Rick, a disco dance champion. You guys remember that role? I do. Oh, yeah. I know who that is yep. now then. <laughs> yeah. No. That actually does pinpoint yeah. exactly who that <laughs> exactly. guy is. Yeah. You're making fun of us, but we know now. No, I, know, yeah. I know. I know. I know. I know exactly <laughs> who that is now. <laughs> the joke was that it's one of your favorite movies, but I knew you guys would know that I think, role. I think he no, actually- it's in my top 10. I think he actually is the- uh, He's the- um, one He's of the Hutch. Other, He's, no, but he's one of the other. <laughs> he's one of the other announcers in in the movie, isn't he? Besides Jimmy Fallon. Oh, uh, don't. know. Oh, in in Harmar Superstar in this. Yeah. Um, I thought no, I thought he played the the love interest because he was he's a he's a lot younger in two thousand nine. The the douchebag band guy. He's not a douchebag. Which one? Which love interest? Her uh, 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 Elliot Page's character. Babe Ruth is his love interest. Yeah, the guy who's in the band. Yeah, he's not a dick. Yeah, he is. In the end, he's a dick because he he cheated on her. No, he didn't. They got like it explained the movie explains it right. Like he was like there. Yeah, this chick uh, jumped into our band our van with your and grabbed your shirt. We kicked her out, and then they kissed and it was all good. Really? Yeah, that's exactly what happens at the end of the movie. I thought it turned out that he was an asshole. She thought he was, and then that was a big part of the movie. But then when he comes back, he's like, "I just, I probably still smell like the van. I just got back off, and I came right here." And oh, okay, I forgot about that part. Then yeah, I, I thought I thought that he turned out to be an asshole. Yeah, but no, that's not Harnar Superstar. Oh, then I don't know who it is. I yeah. think you were saying Harnar. Yeah, it's Harmar. Uh, that's, not, that's not Norman Superstar. That's Harmar. Norman. Did you watch any other movies? No. No. Why? I went to GutterCon. <laughs> they didn't oh, show any movies. Like there, there was no movie no. watching on GutterCon. They didn't have but any premiere of like movies that had like great gutters in them. I had. Did you watch four hours Gutter of sleep Con every Aaron? night? Four hours. It was awesome. I loved it. I was up till two and got up at six or did up you till three have and a good up, time? up at seven. What's that? Did you have a good time? I really did. You gotta tell him to make a movie. A gutter con life movie? In the, life in the gutter. No, don't do that. The founder of gutter con. No, no that'd be like a, it needs to be like a Christopher Guest mockumentary. Yeah. Why? My industry isn't serious enough for you? I just feel like mm. you can make it very serious and it'd be very funny. Call it, like, call it downspouts. <laughs> and have it be just like about hey guys you guys want to write this movie with a me? couple couple schmucks who run a gutter business and they just like just fuck it up i take my job seriously you can no it's fine you do laporte we gutter, don't have to laporte <laughs> gutter can be the company that inspires downspouts to do it right have i ever made fun of you for being a pastor okay don't answer i mean wow 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 Oh uh, yeah, th- no. That's I'm I'm uh, I'm like 25 minutes into the Marvels right now, and I'm gonna finish it tonight. Okay, that's when I actually. So for the first time, normally I would watch that when it comes out. I would pay for it, 
but I knew it was going to hit Disney, mm-hmm. and so it wasn't worth the twenty bucks. So I just literally waited for it, and I wonder if that's was, hurting Disney. I, no, that's definitely that's definitely a lot of what what is happening. I will say again, I don't dislike the Marvels. I watched it for a second time, and I don't just no. It's it. fun. Yeah, it's, it's fun movie, especially compared to what just came out. Uh, what was the movie? That the Eternals. Just, no, oof. the uh, Oof movie. Madam Web. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am loving, in- by the way. Infinitely better than that, I'm film, loving, right? just people are triple and like quadrupling down on, it's like almost worse than the Morbius hate at this point. Like I've seen things as like, uh, just y- yes, like yesterday today, I was just on Twitter and I just saw, listen guys, I know that everybody's shitting on Madam Web and they should, here's a thread. And they're like doing threads of why it's bad now. It's like, oof. It's awful. And then they, there was another one that did a thread of Dakota Johnson in, press uh for this movie mm-hmm. it was like seven or eight clips where she like contradicts herself and and is just so just so out of it as far as like not in online i love the i've loved the marvel movies for so time for so, some time and then like the next interview i've never seen the marvel movie like just stuff like that i bet you she's fucking around I, well that's the thing i don't you know if if so, she's not really doing herself any favors for the movie. Obviously, it's like oh. I, I think that she was already knew that it was going to be just down the drain. So I mean, do you think that she's so in on the joke for herself? She's like, yeah, they paid me twenty million dollars. Like, I don't care about them, and I'm just going to shit all over it. Maybe, maybe. Uh, honestly though, pretty crappy of her, right? Yeah, I mean, you were hired to do a job, right? And they also people. So this is the thing that I think of when I think of films like this. There were some people that did some pretty crappy job, but there are a lot of people that probably worked hard on this film, right? That did right. their so job well. If you're, if you're mailing There's hundreds your of people that are maybe I don't know thousands purpose. of people that work on a film, but by the time it's done, like just just respect, just respect. But it's not. Them. As if, but it's not as if she's disrespecting what they did on the movie by like. Not, not doing a good job? No, by not being invested on the press tour. Like, especially if you don't think it's a good movie. Like, why lie to people or why pretend? Don't lie. You don't have to lie. But, like, but. But, no, I mean, she is lying because you, you can say, like, it's, it's not a good movie. Uh, don't go see it. But, like, or, or I'm contractually obligated to be here right now. But, but everyone knows that she is. No. Yeah. You can't she say. Wouldn't, she wouldn't do it if she wasn't. No, like I'm saying, you, 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 you go out and say, I've always been a fan of the Marvel films. And then four seconds later, you see a clip where she says, I've never seen one. Is it the, but is that the same interview? No, no, it's like, right. That's what I mean. Like no, a mo- week a week ago, it was most people. On this- most people who see that first interview or see that second interview aren't going to see the other one. Oh, so but- it's okay to lie when nobody knows. No, I didn't. Say, I, didn't <laughs> I mean, that technically, that's what a lie is, and if it's good, then yeah. Oh my god! I don't know. I just I, honestly, this whole thing is maybe lose some respect. I didn't have a ton of opinion on her anyway, but it's just like uh, the film's crap. It is, and you were in the film, and. I don't think you helped the film be any better no. either from what I hear. Not at all. I'm not sure anybody did, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Except for, you know, like any, anyone who was on the crew. Though I do think some some of this type of crap, though, it, it just starts pouring on. Brad, on, on X today. Uh, Twitter. <laughs> it's X, but okay. But, but you pointed out, because somebody's like, look at this, it's... Um, it's a uh, uh, like a a microphone or something. Oh yeah, someone took a picture of. But it's like from every, so everyone's just trying to find the new thing. Well, you can't talk at the same fucking time, boys. But they're trying. Someone to took it at. A- oh my god! What did someone do so we know what the fuck we're talking about? And then Nate can exp- explain it. Brad, please tell the people what the fuck you're gonna do it again. And I know you are because you're looking at each other like we're gonna overtalk each other, and you're fucking assholes. So someone. Someone. You guys can't talk at the same time. You fucking. <laughs> Someone posted a still from Madam Web, uh, a shot from the movie, and they were saying, saying, boom mic right in the shot. And it 
kind of looks like there's a boom mic in the corner. Which, but to be a, fair, I thought it was. It's, it's a, a dick. It's a fucking huge It's a dick. huge cock. It's no, an elephant penis. It's just someone someone wearing like a a, a, a medical hat and like the bill looks like a It was mic. part of the scene. Yeah. So they're, but, they're trying to find things. And, and that's the thing is like this movie is so bad. You, you don't, don't need to, need do to that, come yeah. up with more things to like, yeah. make, you know. And that's that's what always just kind of pisses me off. It's like just, just to make fun of the be legitimately bad. bad. This happens in politics too. People are like, do you hear Donald Trump said this? And he didn't. And it's like, well, the things he says is bad enough. Right, yeah. We don't have to make you, up you new make, things. And right? making like, things up actually hurts your cause. Exactly. Exactly. It, it makes you. It makes people sympathetic you're, to it, the thing. You're an unreliable source at that point. So then, when you say something real, it's maybe somebody's not going to believe you. Exactly. So, but bad film. Bad film. And honestly, we, I know we just shut over uh, uh, Dakota Johnson or whatever, but. Marvel knew what she was, what they were getting into, and then hired her too. Well, or, not Marvel, not Marvel, Sony. Uh, Sony. They knew. I mean, everybody saw the viral clip of her on Ellen DeGeneres' talk show. Well, actually, Dakota Johnson is in the right on that one. No, no, exactly. But <laughs> but that's what you hired. Like you, you're, you're not gonna. I wouldn't expect that person to play nice. Yeah. Ever. So why the fuck would you? There's plenty of other actresses out there that would have. But maybe. This role. I mean, maybe they didn't honestly, because at the end of the day. This movie was made so, for her. so that they can hold on to the rights to Spider-Man characters. That's that's why they make this. That's why they make Morbius. That's be, it's because as long as they keep making movies that have Spider-Man characters in it, and they can't do a new Spider-Man every single year, they get to hold on to the rights to Spider-Man. So I mean, but the, do they have to make one every year? Uh, I I believe so. And they are allowed to use the words Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Yeah, they are. That's, but they don't. So and, and I. That's so weird. I think that they did you see the movie? No, I just I just, I'm not, just looked up everything about I, it. No, no, I didn't need to. Like people uh, that's one of the things they're shitting on. Yeah. This guy wrote this really fun uh, little blurb and it was like it's so weird to me that they're allowed to say these things that will help their film in the film and they don't. They choose not to. Actively choose not to. It's weird because it's it's like they they wanted to have these little like easter egg references but they didn't want to fully lean into it and part of me thinks that the reason they didn't is because they didn't want to paint themselves into a corner where if they were going to continue this thread somehow that it had to be Peter Parker, where if they did it, then they could like throw a curveball and be like, "Oh wait, it's, it's not Miles Morales, or, or it's somebody, somebody yeah. or it's somebody completely different." Yeah, you know? I guess, but man, you, it's kind of like uh, if you, I don't know, if you've got like, on, you, on you one hand, an incredible movie. The the punch up stuff would have sure. been, like, you know, this, this would be the one time when like you want you to, want that fan service, exactly. But the, but I did also kind of appreciate that they didn't do the most obvious, you know, winks by throwing down his name. Like they still have some like cheeky, cheesy like things, you know, um, that ref- they like where you, you know what we're talking about. Yeah, um, Madam Webb's line. What is it? Uh, My name's Madam Webb, and I love pee pee. Yeah. Oh man, she loves pee pee. So, little hidden reference. That's Peter Parker. Yeah, not not urine. Yeah. Oh, oh God, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's really funny. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> What'd you watch this week? She did say she loves getting pissed on. Though. Oh my God! <laughs> no. End, end credit scene. <laughs> oh. I'm Adam Webb, and I love getting I pissed love on. Getting pissed on. <laughs> Good Lord! It's a real bad movie. <laughs> Madam Webb Two Golden Showers is coming. Oh man! To a restroom near you. Nate, what's the last movie you saw, buddy? I thought he asked you. I did, but he did. Did you? I oh. Did. I was trying to move on. Brad, what's the, the last movie I was, you saw? I was trying to move on from the piss commentary. <laughs> um, What'd you see, Brad? Uh, the last movie I saw uh, was Thriller Forty, which is uh, a documentary that is available on Showtime or slash Paramount Plus, since they're both the same thing now, I guess. Um, and this just came out at the end of last year, and it is a documentary uh, about the the making of Michael Jackson's Thriller album, which is like his crazy huge hit. 
of an album that has Billie Jean and Beat It. And You've been on a real documentary about the music. The Girl's Mine with Paul McCartney. The Girl's Mine. Uh, you want to be starting something, Pretty Young what, Thing. Um, and so I, I- Remember the time. I am on kind of like a music documentary no, right now. No, that's not on Do You Remember the Time is Not. That's like yeah, a 1994 yeah, album, Thank dude. you, Nate. Thank you very much. No, I was just mentioning do more Michael Jackson. Nate, do you remember the time when Ben messed up the song? Not oh, I fell in love to you. How about Black and White? Nope. Same album, actually. Yeah, same. Yeah. Thriller? Yeah. Oh jeez, uh, I I uh, after watching the greatest night in pop, I kind of I feel like I'm on a music documentary kick, and I knew this came out recently. And seeing Michael Jackson and Greatest Night in Pop, I wanted to watch this because I love Thriller as an album. You know that music video is like was a game changer all around, uh, and it was really cool to like listen to people talk about the making of the album. They have like the sound engineer and like people who work in the studio and stuff like that, um, and they talk to like people who were around Michael Jackson at the time, and uh, they have great archival interviews and footage and everything. And it was just really cool to like get a, a sense of like what he was trying to accomplish with with that album, and after he was breaking out of uh, Jackson Five and everything, and it's just like for all the you know controversy there is around Michael Jackson and everything that happened with him and everything like that. What happened? Um, <laughs> there's like it's like you, you you can't help but be in awe of just how well in tune he was like with music and the way he created. Like they in this documentary. They have the demos that he made where he's basically doing like acapella versions of the songs that are on the album where he's like doing the instrumentals with his mouth stuff like that so that you get a vibe for like what the sound is. So he did all these multi-track recordings and you get to hear those raw demos and you get to hear uh, how close they were to the actual yeah, what it's, the finished product it's, was. It's wild. And it's so he funny. It by himself. Yeah. And it's so funny too because sometimes you'll hear some of the songs and it's not the full lyrics. He's just doing like, you know, like there's going to be lyrics there and he knows what it's going to sound like, but he doesn't have the lyrics all figured out yet. There are a lot of songwriters that do that. Yeah. They just figure out what they want it to sound like and they, they, they piece in the lyrics later. Yeah. Isn't that really cool? It is. It, it is really cool. And w- one of my favorite parts actually is um, one of the guys who, who worked uh, in like in the studio while they were creating the songs and creating the music is he's in this room surrounded by like a bunch of synthesizers and equipment and stuff like that. Um, and they don't ever, they don't mention what what it is, but he just starts. He start, he's like, so when we were in the studio, like with Michael, we we started off and we had this 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 drum beat, and it's just this like single, t- 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 and he starts off with that, and he starts adding one more thing, and he's doing it like live. So like he's 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 like on the on all the things, recording each sound, adding it, repeating it, all that kind of thing. Wait, is this Michael or the guy? The guy, not okay. Michael. Uh, and so he's going through, and they're talking about how they figured out like what the ad is like, and then we you know, and then of course, is it Quincy Jones or no? It's not Quincy okay. Jones. Quincy Jones is dead. Um, and oh, oh, it's in real time. This sorry. is not archival footage. The, no, is this is this is this is sorry. Were you thinking sorry. archival as well? No, no, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, was. <laughs> no, I was like, so why wasn't Michael there? No, it's a Talking Head interview, and he's talking okay. about like okay. what I've, it was like when they were doing the Talking it. Heads. Were and so in fucking the hell, shut up. <laughs> so he's going through <laughs> all the layers of the song, and he's like, and then and then finally you we add, and like you recognize it, but it's not complete and then finally he gets to the part where it goes it's like holy shit and like just the way it comes together it's fucking incredible it's such a cool thing and like it it really just gets you jazzed watching it it makes you wish like you could write a fucking song the the full song for thriller is freaking long at the beginning have you ever listened to like yeah the the music video is like isn't it like 13 minutes (laughs) long? and that is the actual song i think i don't think they actually like that that is the 
Yeah, like, Vincent Price comes over so and does all that. Yeah. Freaking the original is. I mean, they cut it down right. Well, because the they, they have they have a, they had a big dance break that has full like music yeah. in it, and there's a longer cut of the song. But the, yeah. the movie itself like has movie parts where there's not like yeah. music or anything. Well, but clearly, they cut the music off. But like, yeah, uh, what's really amazing about Michael Jackson again, all scandal withstanding. He was an incredible songwriter. All, yeah. m- almost all of these songs were actually written just by him. He didn't have like, you know, now there's usually teams of people that are writing songs, even with a good songwriter. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Swift's a g- good, if not great, songwriter. They she usually has other people writing songs with her still. The song yeah. that he did with Paul McCartney, he, they said like a lot of people think Paul McCartney wrote that song, nope. but Michael Jackson wrote that He's song. He's the only one, too. Yeah. He didn't have a team. It was just him. Um, it is also for you, maybe, if we do have one younger listener under the age of like, let's say, 30. It is Mitch. It is yeah, Mitch. So, hey, Mitch. It's <laughs> Mitch. Mitch. It, it's, Mitch. Let's it, talk let to me, you. Talk. Hey, Mitch. Right over here. It is indescribable to somebody that didn't at least have a tangential relationship with his music when he was alive, when he was pre-scandal, let's say, where the literal like bigger than the Beatles, bigger than Elvis, the larger than life persona that he had. He was by far the most individually famous person in the entire world for Mm -hmm. years at a time. And people would cry and faint and scream and they couldn't control themselves. And it was like Beatlemania, but like times 10. Yeah. I just don't know what that does to anybody, right? Like, how could you well, that, possibly be that, that? On top of the fact that his like, father was just a tyrant. Yeah, and, yeah. and he's I and mean, he's been famous since he was a fucking kid. Yeah. Like, I mean, the Jackson Five. He's just a child. It's you crazy know? to me though that there who is, right now Taylor Swift might be or Beyonce might be like the closest thing to that level of stardom, and it doesn't even come close. Yeah, people are not screaming and tearing their eyes out when I mean they're crying oh you remember when you saw the video when that dude tore his eyes out in front of Michael but, Jackson I mean people are literally picking at their skin waiting for him to come out they're, they're, they, I, I would zombies. say they I were would in say the Taylor video. Swift in my life <laughs> is the, the clo- video. <laughs> Taylor Swift is the closest thing I think we've gotten since then because yeah. she's huge worldwide and, and it's also incredibly more it's just it's harder to be that famous now because so many other people can be famous at the same time because of the internet yeah back then quote unquote was, famous well yeah but it was you know Mr. Beast you're sharing that honestly Mr. Beast is wildly famous no, I know. right so Michael Jackson had less competition obviously but my goodness was he just whew, yeah the biggest great so yeah if you in uh, the world you should watch Thriller 40 if you uh, like Michael Jackson's music if you're interested in music at, at all and you like those kind of documentaries it's you watch on, anything else it's on Paramount Plus and Showtime I did uh, I watched The Exorcist Believer why? Uh, because I like The Exorcist, and I like David Gordon Green as a filmmaker. I thought yeah. you said this, didn't you see this in the theater with your mom? No, we were supposed to, but I didn't. I didn't get a chance to. Um, and uh, it's okay. It's um, I don't think it's bad. It's yeah. just it better than the twenty-two percent RT score. Yeah, I mean, and like only because like that makes it sound like it's terrible. And yeah, I, and that, I think that's what a number is, that would scare me away. From I th- me. and I think what it is is just that uh, more 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 critics than. You know, than usual. I think we're just underwhelmed by it because it's nowhere near as good as The Exorcist. Of course, how could it? Of be, course, right? yeah. Um, it's it's still you know better than The Exorcist sequels, of which there are many. You probably haven't even seen half of them. Um, but the problem is, is that for a movie that is supposed to like be a direct sequel to The Exorcist and kind of like ignores what happened after that, it doesn't necessarily do anything new or exciting enough to like warrant being an Exorcist movie. It's very much your like formulaic movie of girls who get possessed and then they try and get the demon out of them. 
There's nothing really surprising so that happens. Paint by numbers. Oh, I take that back. There's one surprising thing that happens, but it's the kind of thing where like I wish it didn't because it feels like oh well that's kind of lame that they did that. Your father sucks cocks in hell. No, that would have been great. Yeah, that especially been, if it was Danny McBride doing it. Just as, it was like your mother sucks cocks in hell. No, I got it. Was your father? No, I heard. It's, it's a sequel. I, I got your. I'm picking up what you're putting. Okay, well, just you know. Yeah, mushroom dick. Um, wow. So. It's just yeah, it's just fine. I, I don't think it's terrible. I don't think it's great. Um, it's it's not particularly memorable or anything. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's just okay. It's just an okay movie. It's just a fine, okay, movie. <laughs> you watch that? Uh, I did. I watched Nimona, which is uh, an animated movie that's uh, nominated for best animated film from Netflix. Um, what it is it is called? Nimona. I saw this. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a sequel to Moana. No, it's no. actually really. I actually really like this. It film. is really good. It yeah, and um, so I it, it's like a um. I think you actually might like this film. My joke, you probably would. Well, my joke wasn't that bad, but you guys are shit all over. So. It has the vibe of a uh, medieval fantasy movie, but it's also set in a futuristic world. It's a kind of a cool yep. mix mix of the animation those two is beautiful worlds. though. You know, here's the thing. Are you <laughs> like it? I I didn't like the. Borrows s- kind of elements of anime a little bit sometimes too. I don't mind that. There's there's something about this particular style that bugs me a little bit because it feels like it's unfinished, and I I know that's not the case because it's it's a it's an aesthetic choice, and there are some movies that have this style to it, um, but there's something about it that feels almost like a little like like video gamey to me. And I, I just I like when there's a lot of detail in animation, and this okay. feels like like there's intentionally not detail, and that sometimes it just kind of bugs me. But there are some gorgeous shots in this movie, despite despite the fact that I don't dig the animation yeah, style and, very and much. And like you said, it wasn't laziness. It yeah, was a, it it's was a, a choice. choice. It's a choice, and it just doesn't always yeah. work for me. Sure. Um, the characters are great, though. Uh, it is Chloe Grace Moretz plays the title character Nimona, um, who is this shape shifting girl who like they kind of perceive as as a monster. Um, and she has like a very like dark sense of humor and like a twisted side. She's she's really funny. Um, but there's there's a great uh, correlation um, and like an allegory here of like uh, being othered and like especially when it comes to like the LGBTQ plus community and that kind of thing. But it's done very well where like it's not like shoved in your face and like yeah. thrown on your throat. It's 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 a very subtle su- subtle way of of like creating this tie. To like something that, and honestly, not not even just LGBTQ plus, but like that anybody Othering can feel as, kind of, as, as, yeah. a, as an outcast, you know. Um, and it's yeah, it's just very well done. I was I was very impressed by the story, um, and it's yeah, it's it's touching, it's fun. The and directors of this, uh, Nick Bruno and Troy Quain, I think is mm-hmm. how you pronounce it. Uh, it's their second film, I think, but they did uh, another one that I like, Spies in Disguise. Did you see that one? I haven't seen Spies in Disguise yet. Uh, another well-reviewed, Is it Spies movie. in Disguise or Spies in the Skies? Spies that's in Disguise. Disguise, but that's the that's the, that's the the joke. Oh, okay. Is it really? Yeah. Uh, they turn it, they, these, they turn into birds. Now I don't know I if never, you're fucking with No, no, he's right. I never made that connection, though. <laughs> I never, I never made that as like a spies in disguise, spies in disguise uh, as like the as the bird thing. That's you funny. knew they turned into birds, but yeah. you just never. Did they make that joke in the movie? No. Oh, okay, that's I had never put that together. That's pretty clever, actually. Good, good, <laughs> good job, Nate. All right, uh, and that's it. That's uh, those are the movies that uh, that I I saw. So that's what you watched. That's what's going around the country. Here's what's happening in, in your, your neck of the woods. woods. Can I tell you a quick story? Yep. So I was at the gutter convention. Oh, uh, GutterCon. GutterCon 2024. 
Now, if, if our listeners want to attend GutterCon, how, how do they get tickets to next year? I'm sure tickets sell out really quick. Gutter-con.com is where you're going to want to go, and it's that's that's really that's really the website. So Ben's um, standing in line, and someone turns around and tips his hat like this. And who do you think that guy was? Emilio, Emilio Estevez, Estevez, the mighty duck man. I swear to God. I swear to God. <laughs> I turned around, and I was like, Emilio! <laughs> we did it. So I'm at GutterCon. First seminar of the first day is this guy named Howard, I believe, and he's an older gentleman, and it's meant to be a motivational speaker, and so it's not really about gutter, it's just about like, and my friend, it, it, he felt like a preacher for sure, and I know he's conservative Christian and, and a little bit right wing. Nate, your friend? But, yeah. I, but I know that also he's got a little- Oh, good, Howard! Yeah. Howard. Howard the gutter pastor. <laughs> seriously. And he's a nice, nice enough guy, um, but- Clearly, has built a career like kind of doing this conservative Christian, you know, uh, stuff. And I, you know, it's a gutter convention, so all these guys are pretty blue collar. And you know, I don't know that anybody's really there for religion. We're just there to learn about our industry. So it is a little awkward for me. Um, so I was kind of on my phone a lot because he was just doing a lot of stuff that just doesn't really align with what I believe in. And so it's kind of like when I talk to you sometimes. It's I like, zone out. Uh-huh. I zone out. <laughs> so he did. He talked about, um, you know, I have to leave the convention early because. You know, and I've been doing this a long time. I'm very happy and excited that I get to I get to leave early to go to go be with the president. And he was not talking about Joe Biden. He got to go and hang out with Trump after that. And I was like, Good. "Oh, this is this is Wait, so this how is great. you were pretty jealous." Oh yeah, of course. So I heard if, that I, if 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 Donald Trump asked you to put new gutters on Mar-a-Lago, would, would you do it? You yeah, better. Yes. You better yeah. oh, make as much with, money as with, you can without a doubt. It would be paying up front, but I would. Yeah, yeah and you, no, and you overcharge. Mm, I don't care about that. I honestly would just want to go and send the guys and do it. That's a story forever. It doesn't matter politics aside. Just the idea that like you you should see weird shit and like this is crazy. Like that's a good enough event. All right, so I, so I, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, ben would put gutters on twenty first century Hitler's house. Let me say this. <laughs> that's not why. I have friends that are are vehemently anti Trump. And they confess to saying what sucks now is they can't stay at a Trump hotel because they actually like the Trump yeah, hotels. No, there, there, they're very nice hotels. The people that work there and like the way they're <laughs> living there, it's, it's not their friend. That's not their fault that Hitler is involved. No, I'm just kidding. So no, they don't stay there anymore. But like, yeah. like the Trump hotel in Chicago is a very nice hotel. Yeah. Like, so all that to say, I was like, okay. So I was zoning out a little bit after, especially after he said that. I was like, all right, whatever. So it comes to the end, and I look up, and he's standing on the stage, kind of awkwardly. And they went from his speech on the teleprompter or on the uh, on the big board, and it cut back to the GutterCon logo, and he was still standing there so awkwardly, and I, like seriously, like ten seconds go by, and you know it's a big room and it's me and it's just like in school when you're like, well, you gotta break the tension, otherwise I'm gonna be, you know, uh, I can't not. So the the host of this event this year was a magician. He was like, uh, he does sleight of hand stuff, <laughs> and he was awesome. No, that part was great. <laughs> So he he does like a little bit of uh, funny stuff, and he'll do like one 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 magic trick up on the show, and like get your attention and make a downspout disappear, kind of, and then bring up the next speaker. He was he was he utterly in, impossible to figure out his sleight of hand stuff. He's really good. So he was the, the guy that like brought this guy up. Hey, so, was it was it a uh, David Copperfield? Oh, nice! I'll give you that one. Uh, I'll give you that one. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so I see the GutterCon logo. I see that. Howard is standing there, like kind of like mouth open, just like kind of like what's going on. I say, "Where's the magician?" And the guy does respond. He's like, "I'm right here." And I'm thinking, "Why aren't you going on stage? Like this is insane. What are we doing here?" 
Well, it turns out, uh, if I had been paying attention, <laughs> Howard had said, like, and this is like the last thing that he does evidently in his thing, is he asks you to just give him a, a, a longer than normal pause to think about what he just said. Oh, no, oh my God, you idiot. And I interrupted it, thinking it was- <laughs> You piece of shit. You're an awful person. Now, now, I, gra- now, granted, I don't care because that guy's going to see Donald Trump, so fuck that guy. But, but, no, but here's the funny part. But don't miss a chance to lay it on Ben. You, yeah. you just gave yourself a cringe moment. I know, I did. I, like, I, if you were watching this, you would turn it off. Yeah, the only thing, that, the only saving grace for me at all is that, truly, the guy that was running the AV stuff, he did fuck up. He was supposed to just leave his, his thing alone, but like five seconds into the 10 second pause, he changed it. So then I, lo- I saw that change and him standing there and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Oh my God. And so I was like, where's the magician? And, and, and I got, I mean, probably 10 to 15 people in my media area that actually heard it were like, <laughs> they laughed. It was, it was good. But then I had to go over to my table and, and with my employees that were there, and I was like, "Hey, I just think I fucked up. I did this." And like, "Yeah, no, he he meant to pause." And I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> so I apologized to like the founder of the convention. Oh my I tried God. to find him to apologize because that's not who I am. I don't really do stuff like that. So ever. you did go to Mar-a-Lago. Uh, I went. We, uh, he, Trump's a nice guy. Oh Jesus! So yeah, that was a uh, that was the the cringe moment, cringe worthy moment that I created for myself at GutterCon twenty twenty four. Good lord! I'm a moron. Wow. Yeah. Is that the only one though? Probably not. <laughs> Probably many more. Nate, what'd you see, buddy? Uh, I watched the film. I went to theater to see this film right before. I, I think probably it's going to come to to the DVD pretty soon um, or release to a you, digital you, service. You tell us what it is, and then we'll tell you. It's a film um, <laughs> starring Sidney Sweeney and Glenn Powell mm-hmm. uh, called "Anyone But You." Yes. Oh. Funnily enough, it'll actually be available uh, on PVOD, Premium Video On Demand, starting Tuesday, February 20th. It's weird that they didn't do it for Valentine's Day. Yeah, it, that is kind of... It's, know, be, that, it's because they had a special encore Valentine's Day showing oh, in theaters. Oh, they, oh, they kept in theaters for Valentine's Day. So, oh. yeah. I, so I kind of like going to theaters by myself. Well, I like going to theaters by myself. But I also like going when I'm the only one there. And I knew that this had been in the theater for a long enough time, so I was the only one there. Um, so you wanted to be the only one in the theater for a movie with Sidney Sweeney in a bikini. You know what I'm talking about. Yep. Um, Did you get the Dune popcorn bucket? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Glenn Powell I'll is fuck a, the shit out of that bucket. <laughs> Glenn Powell is a handsome man. Oh, he All is. Right? He is oh, equally he is. handsome. Yeah. He, he is, is. He is guy candy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I he, think I, I probably not since you and McGregor have I been just... just Totally all about kissing a man. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Gosling is right up there. That's fair. That's fair. You know, oh man. And, I, and when I saw him take his shirt off in Crazy Stupid Love, I was like, I'm not gay, but am I a little? I don't know. Maybe. Do you know that this is a take on Much Ado About Nothing by William Shakespeare? I didn't. Who's that? Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, Bill Shakespeare over here. Uh, <laughs> so this is a, a take on that. It, it is a very paint by the numbers rom com that I really, really loved. And so it, it, it is, well, Sydney Sweeney has l- very limited range. She she doesn't have all the charisma in the world. I don't know if you know this. Mm-hmm. She's not super charismatic. Wait, are you talking about st- co-star of Madam Web, Sydney Sweeney, and doesn't <laughs> have charisma? She's pretty terrible in that. Or? She's not terrible, but she's not doing the movie any favors. <laughs> yeah. And so, but it ends up working with the two of them. Glenn Powell obviously carries the kind of charisma in that, that regard. But there's also some really fun... Uh, supporting cast moments as well. Uh, Dermot Mulroney's really good in here. Who's super old now? Did yeah. you guys know that Dermot Mulroney? Yes, he's he's not a spring chicken. He's a silver fox. Yeah, now. you know, it wasn't that long ago that he was the Glenn Powell of exactly. You know, the film. Yeah. I don't know if I'd ever go that far, but 
mean, I mean, he was a, a in the nineties. I felt like no, he was. No, a, he was. He was a hard he, was, he was a handsome fella. I don't think. Right, he was a leading him. man. In the I would 90s. never put him on Glenn Powell level. Okay, I never wanted to kiss him in the mouth. There it is. You heard it. Never, never. How about Dylan McDermott? Sometimes. So this is exactly what. Hey, one more. How about Dirble McDillett? Oh, all about it. Yep. Yep. So this is exactly what you would expect. It's exactly what the trailer made it seem, right? It is everything that that that. But it was fun. It was fun. But it was fun to see a rom com that was funny. It's an R rated really rom com, isn't it? Too. Yeah. For for reason, buddy. Oh, yeah. that was a very. Uh, there was a topless scene. There, I got to get there a is a shower out. scene in this. A little film. bit of a pee pee. Um. What? There could be a little bit of a PB, and that's why it's an R-rated. Yeah, I know. Oh, I, I, just kinda, like I don't know what like he's. I don't know what he's. <laughs> like it because it's Glenn Powell's PBs. What is this voice you're doing? <laughs> it's, I don't know if you know this, but like I'm sound, you think when, like when carnival Nate, barker when, when look Nate, at a haunted when, house. When Nate goes to the movies alone, I'm there, and I, I I sit and watch him from behind with my Dune Two popcorn bucket, Ugh, I just, and I look for a Glenn Powell. You know what you sound like? You sound like Mickey Rooney. Bang through to the moon. He never said to the moon. Yeah, that's what he said. I was the biggest star in the world. There you go. That's what it is. Ugh. I like this voice. I don't. It's bad. It's <laughs> it real bad. Good. You know what I also love? What I really loved about this film, too? Well, hey, well, one more. One more. Just one more. Uh, it's only quick. like an hour and a half. No, just, just real quick. Which is a perfect in and out just, time just, for just, a rom-com. Just, uh, just, just real quick. Sydney Sweeney, can I have your autograph? Ugh. Right? She'd, she'd give me an autograph. We just got a restraining order against us for that. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not even, no one has ever heard this other than us. That's how creepy it was. I'll have one, one Dune 2 popcorn bucket, two lids. Ugh. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> Nasty. I'm gonna that means it. he's going to just destroy one of I'm, those lids. You know how, you, you know how you, when you go to the, the films and you, and you get the popcorn and it's all gone in the previews? Mm-hmm. The first lid destroyed by the oh end of the Oh, my previews. God. I'm gonna need that second lid to get me all the way through. Oh, Jesus! But the thing is, is, we know that's not true. <laughs> I feel so gross right now. I feel yeah. uh, it really does. I feel like just I'm, just like I'm covered like the bottom of a movie theater floor. You're putting a restricted on this podcast episode. Yeah, You're seriously. Sydney Sweeney, call me. Oh, oh, oh I'm so sorry, Sydney Sweeney. I'm so so yeah, sorry. Me too for, for what I did. Uh, so so you liked anyone but you. Uh, it it was fun. You should see it when it comes out uh, on on the VOD. I might still try to go to theaters to see it. I like supporting I'll the big there. screen. So I was gonna tell you this. <laughs> I think it's fucking gross. You and I talked about this. That it's not common for a rom com to make as much money as it did. It it did fairly well. It was like a twenty five yeah. million dollar budget, and I think it did close to two hundred million. And it had long legs too. Like it kind of steadily grew over a few weeks. So uh, it makes me happy for film, right? That yeah. this this is a very profitable film. Um, and it's well, a good it, just go, it goes to show you too, like there's so much emphasis placed on opening box office. It has has been for years, you know. That's it's always what they report on. But like, if you give a movie time to like grow and like it has, en- there's enough room to find find an audience because there's counter programming. There's not a lot of other stuff happening. It'll work, you know. What I mean, like people were thought Pixar's Elemental was like ah, well Pixar just doesn't have it anymore. But that movie had such long legs at the box office, and it still ended up being a big hit for them. I I do like to talk about TV on this podcast. I know you guys don't really like to talk about it, but. They talk about that with like The Office, giving it time, a couple yeah. of seasons to find its legs. And if you in these days, The Office would have been canceled in the first year. Yeah, and that would have been a travesty. If I don't know what it's about, but I think that it would have been bad. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even honestly, even into its second season, it yeah. still it still took them a while to get mm-hmm. their footing. It wasn't until like towards the end of the second season that they really started like having a hold and like found an audience. 
Yeah, I, it, I, it's one of those things that I, I also don't necessarily begrudge a, a, a studio that like puts out a movie and it doesn't do very well, and so you're like, shit, we gotta, we really gotta make some money because that's what they're there to do. Yeah, sure. I, I kind of begrudge studios of everything right now. Well, of course, yeah. but I, that's one thing that is hard. Obviously, th- to make that decision, like this is one that will have legs. Oh wow, yeah. I, you know, how do you know that? Well, and here's the other problem too. Um, and uh, Matt Damon talked about this a while back when he appeared on uh, Hot Ones with Sean Evans. Is the great episode yeah, by the way? Yeah, I yeah, love I Matt, Matt, Matt Damon. He's got a good mind on him. You no, know, he does. He's, he's brilliant. He is. He's, he is. And he talks about how back back during with the old model of movie releasing, uh, a movie would come out in theaters. You know, if it wasn't a box office hit, it wasn't necessarily a big deal because often what would happen is the movie would then get released on DVD, and there was a whole new swath of income. And he, he even says it's like it was basically like giving the movie a second release, and you knew that you were going to get a bunch more money from people who were either renting it, buying it, that kind of thing. And even though there is still a market for renting it, it's not nearly the same as it used to be because now what you're doing is you're getting movies that, like, sure, they get a limited, like, a VOD release where the price is a little bit higher. It's like a $20, you know, thing to get it shortly after it's in theaters, watch it at home. But oftentimes, a lot of people now are waiting for it to hit streaming, where you don't have to pay a price for it. You've already paid your subscription, and it's the studio or the streaming service that has paid a licensing fee to be able to stream it. And so now, people who are supposed to get, you know, would normally get more back-end dollars or the movie that would make more money, that money's not coming in anymore. And that's why studios aren't taking the same risks on movies like they used to. They're looking for what they hope are guaranteed hits and not taking risks on movies that might otherwise take time to find an audience and get a second life on home video or something like that. Yeah, it, I, I worked at Blockbuster in college, and I remember like to, to, to a real-world application of what you're talking about, there were regulars that would show up yeah. on Tuesday when the, the – because it was always a Tuesday when the, these movies came out. I Still think. Tuesday. Yeah, on, on VOD. But on on Tuesday, ten a.m. when we'd open, yeah. they would be, there would be people outside waiting to get in, and they'd go over to the new release, and they would just get the five new releases, all, no matter what they were. Yeah, and it was a lot of people did that. By the end of the first day on Tuesday, a lot of times, the, the new releases would be gone. Yeah, you could not, and we had hundreds of copies, and they'd all be gone. And so, I get it that that used to happen. Yeah, I'm old. That's not a thing anymore. Yeah, did you watch anything else, Nate? That's the only thing that I really watched. That's it? I got caught watching C-SPAN the other day. Okay, that's good. Like so a, this like, is trailers. Like, hold on. Trailer time. Brad's going to do the podcast, so we've got to keep it going. This is trailers. Trailer time. Nate and Ben and Brad are going to have a real good time. Let's go. Not bad. I'm impressed. We actually kind of knew where you were going with that. I was... I'm really the second, it felt like the second verse almost fell apart, but you picked it back up. Yeah, I run time with time again, and I don't know if anybody caught it, but I was worried about. I didn't want to bring the it back, up. backing of it, but like I'm, I want to say this. And I, I want, remembered your names. I want you to receive. <laughs> hey, I'm going to say this, and I want you to receive it. Okay, I'm, I'm listening. I am proud of you. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, it was a good job. Yeah, it's the pressure of not talking about C-SPAN. I do want to know, like, oh my god! <laughs> when you say you got caught, like, were you ashamed or like, was it a mistake? It or? was in the same theater. Yeah, did you have your dude popcorn <laughs> bucket? Dude popcorn bucket. <laughs> Mom, there's a lock on my door. For no, a they're, they're voting yes. Nate's so, mom's dead. Ben. I, I do like the political process, <laughs> and I like to watch political. Oh, I know happening. you like to watch, and so uh, I just enjoy watching C-SPAN sometimes. 
That's so, a, that's the saddest thing. Yeah, that's ever really a, like I, I, I am a single man that didn't have my kids this weekend, is, and I was watching C-SPAN. That is the saddest thing. You know, you have a choice, right? Like unlimited choices. You could have told me, Nate, and I'm being serious. You could have said you were gone this weekend. You, no, but you could have said I watched a documentary about World War II, and I would have been like, that's a little sad. The C-SPAN thing yeah. is is honestly sad. Honestly, if you would have told me instead that like you took 15 minutes and just stared at the wall in your living room. That's less sad than you choosing to watch C-SPAN by yourself. Nate, if you would have no, Nate, if you would have driven down to the local Sherman Williams, which uh-huh. does exist, and bought a, a small pint of paint, yep. come home, painted one strip, and watched it dry, yeah, it would have been less sad. Nate, if you would have okay. gone down mm-hmm. to the local Sherman Williams, which does exist, yep. and shot yourself in the Didn't face. <laughs> Yep. That would have been less, less sad, sad than, than choosing to watch Cheeseman by um, yourself. Received, received. Did, uh-huh. did you, be honest, yep. did you pause it when you went to the bathroom so you didn't miss anything? No, I don't pause when I go to the bathroom. Okay. okay. I, oh, I was gonna, if he said yes, I was going to be pissed. I know. That's, that's, I was going to be livid. Was so mad right there because he's like, of course it's important. Oh! oh Got to watch a voting history. I mean, it, I, all my friends were gone. My, I had you were in Guttercon. I did hang out with Brad on Friday night, but I didn't think he wanted to see me a second night. And so I would have loved to see you second night, especially and, if I can stop you from watching C-SPAN. And, and Brad and I watched Jeopardy, so it's not that much better. Jeopardy, uh, Jeopardy's not sad. That's a Jeopardy. fun, fun time. Yeah. Well, right. was that that much better than C-SPAN? I mean, yeah, hundred percent. Yes, of course, it's engaging, okay. and you get to learn things. Yeah. Laws are being made, guys. Yeah, game show history is being made yeah. on Jeopardy every what day. Is, what, you get, is, what else am I supposed to do? Oh, uh, 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 I'll take a uh, sad weekend for a thousand, Alex. Like, oh, what is uh, watching uh, th- C-SPAN? <laughs> this young man uh, watched C-SPAN by himself over the weekend. Who is Nate Lauks? I'm not young. I'm 42. No, you're too young to be watching C-SPAN. Is what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. Here. Come on, man. <laughs> Jesus. You know uh, what? Next time, buddy, if you're if you're in a bad way like that, I want you to call me. I didn't think that was bad. I thought I was doing well. It was like C-SPAN, the political I process. think this might be the first time we actually get Facebook comments. Yes. That people are like, this is so sad. I'm I so did, worried I didn't you. know. Is Nate okay? Yeah. Someone, I, you're going to get some well, calls. I mean, I didn't have that's actual. Kids. That's actual self-harm. It was a crazy- Watching C-SPAN is self-harm. Crazy fun it. night at home. I made I made myself a- Crazy fun night at I, home. I made myself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and I watched C-SPAN. This is getting worse. Oh, my God. He had a sandwich. Like He, he's like, he, he had made-, made Efforts I, to watch I, it. I cut it. I cut it in half. Diagonally. Diagonally or in cut the crust off. Diagonally. No, I didn't cut the crust off. I like the crust. Um, it, it, the crust provides a nice boundary. Fiber. <laughs> and so. All right. Well, we, we watched, watched some the trailers. trailers. Uh, we watched the trailer for a new Netflix movie called Damsel. This one stars Millie Bobby Brown, uh, who is 11 on Stranger Things, and, and now, now she's 18. I actually think she's like 24. No. She's like engaged, I think, isn't she? Probably. To Pedro Pascal. I think she's, she's 20. Yeah, she's, oh, she's 20, yeah. Um, I watched the whole movie. You, you know, you say this like- She's engaged to Jake Bon Jovi. That's uh, not John Bon Jovi's son, though. It's just a coincidence. It is the son of John Bon Jovi. I know. Oh, kidding. my God. Jesus Christ, I just want you to know. So this man made him lose his sense of humor, too. <laughs> yeah, she's engaged to Bill Slash. You know, that's not Slash's uh, son, though. That's the guy who owns Slash Film. By the way, that is nice. <laughs> it's not Slash. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But no. Um, so, yeah, she starts in this movie. It is a, uh, a fantasy epic uh, where she plays uh, a woman who is being married into a royal family. Uh, apparently, it's something that like she needs to do to help save her people. Uh, but what she doesn't know, uh, and what she maybe should be leery of, is that this royal family isn't looking to marry her because their son is in love with her or anything like that. Uh, they're going to sacrifice her to help save their kingdom. What she may want to be leery of 
Well, you never know. Could be a she a, may could be a nice sacrifice. You know, she doesn't have to be. She doesn't have to be. She could be. But uh, so she gets uh, chucked down into this uh, cavern where there is a, a massive fire-breathing dragon awaiting, uh, and she has to try to survive. It's a bit of bit of a ready or not vibe. Yeah, for sure. A little, little bit of a ready or not vibe, but but fantasy style. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it looks cool. I, I'm I'm in for this. I'm, no, I'm, the, the CGI looks incredible. Like the, the the filmmaking itself. Yeah. I just I wish it was more of a teaser. That's all I'm saying. I don't. I personally don't think that they show too much. I, I feel like I think that you forget that movie trailers used to show infinitely more of what was in the movie, and it was uh, much. Dis- it used to be much easier to parse out what was going to happen in a movie, and I, I I don't think you always necessarily can figure out what is happening. I'm going to write down what I think is happening in this film, and then when we see it, I'm just going to be like, yep, I was right because of the trailer. But then you're going to be like, oh, maybe whatever happens in the movie also makes it so that just knowing that doesn't matter because it's how it's told. It's 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 not about the destination. It's the journey to get there, Ben. I'm excited to see this. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I, I said I was excited. No, ben, Ben's the one who's like, I've already seen the whole movie and how she Nate, rides the dragon. Brad and I are on the fence about it because- I'm not on the fence about it. You know, like you said, Brad, I agree. I'm trying uh, to agree with you. We, uh, we don't think that it sh- you should show the whole trailer. Or show the whole movie. Did the you guys like Twenty Eight Weeks Later? Uh, I, don't I don't remember, remember as it. much as Twenty Eight Days Later, but mm. I I think it was fine. Probably. I don't remember it. Okay. Why do you ask? Same guy I made it. Okay. I just want you know, that's what's, his, what's their name? Uh, Juan Carlos Fresnadilla. Oh yeah, he's done some other uh, horror movies as well. I think. I think so. Yeah. Well, that gives it. A he's little done, a, I think, quite a bit in like um, uh, Mexican filmmaking as well. Mm-hmm. So. I think that gives a little bit more credence because if you're good at horror, because this this could take, you know, the, the horror element of this is something that I thought was a light because it just looks more like what a about, fantasy. What about this? Well, I, I, I actually thought it was nice to see that they didn't try and like bring any levity to the trailer. Like usually right. these days, a lot of fantasy movies have something that like kind a of little under, undercuts it, but yeah. this is it's a pretty serious, straightforward movie. Yeah. What about Fast X? Where do you rank that in your your Fast and Fury? Like, it's is towards a, the top. Yep. Because the writer is the same writer. Good. Chris so, Morgan? What's that? Is it Chris Morgan? or Dan Mazzo. Oh, okay. So, I mean, so that, that, that that's some pretty legit people, right, that yeah. are creating this film. That I think are it looks cool. Of, I, I think it looks I'm cool. Excited. I'm excited. When, when does it come out, Nate? We'll see. March 8th. That's another thing that I loved about this. Is the release re- date? Yes, they released the trailer not long before the actual movie comes out, which is great. Well, that's a Netflix staple, actually. So I know. Netflix, if, depending on how big the movie is, they'll do a teaser a couple months out, and then they'll do the final trailer about one month or a, a couple weeks before the. Which the, I love any trailer releasing because it gives us fodder on this podcast. But I do like when trailers are released when you don't have to wait too long to see them. I, yeah, I'll be honest. Uh, there's so much out there that, oh, did I watch that trailer? If it's been three months. And then I'm like, oh yeah, what's that about again? And I yeah. don't, but I don't, I don't ever see it again until I see the actual theater in the theater or on, on VOD. And I don't remember shit about the trailer. And maybe that's a good thing because again, I don't like spoilers. I used to, before this podcast years ago, I absolutely never watched trailers. I, I don't want to know. I just want to go in blind and have a good time. And you now I gotta still- now I gotta watch for this stupid podcast. Not always. You can do it sometimes. Uh, so yeah, so that's damsel comes out March eighth. Well, uh, well, we're excited about it. Uh, the next trailer, uh, actually, we should have covered this when we did uh, Madam Dark Web Super Bowl Party, uh, but we for- 
forgot about it basically. Not we. You gave us the trailers to watch, and you didn't no, no, I did. It. And honestly, it's because so this the full trailer for this, which yeah. is a Quiet Place Day One, actually came out several days before the Super Bowl. They did air a shortened version during the Super Bowl, but the trailer had already been out, and so it was the only trailer that hadn't been full or that was fully released before the Super Bowl. The rest of them got released the day of the Super Bowl. So that's kind of why I forgot about it. Sure. Uh, but this is the trailer for a prequel to A Quiet Place, uh, the movies that John Krasinski wrote and directed um, about a family trying to survive in a post-apocalyptic world where sound-sensitive aliens have basically wreaked havoc on the entire planet um, and they're just yeah trying to get by. And this takes its place all the way back to the very first day uh, of the invasion when the aliens arrive on Earth. Totally different vibe because it takes place in New York City, a place that is extremely loud, uh, not just because of the people there, but because of the sounds. And the sounds are what is most important here. <laughs> not because they, I'm going to quote you. Not because of the people, because of the sounds. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lupita Nyong'o uh, stars in this movie, uh, and uh, so does a cat. And I'm going to be very worried for that cat oh, th- yeah. throughout the movie. That cat's going to die. That cat, if that cat dies, I will riot. I mean, the cat doesn't know to be quiet. <laughs> but the cat like, is lovable. Well, exactly, but it also it's just a cat. Though. Shut the fuck up, Nate. Ow, and then oh, you no, yeah. that's you got to muffle the cat. Kill, kill my oh yeah, you gotta muffle the cat all day long. Ew, that sounds gross. I'll do it too. Oh, this God. is just not a good episode. Shoot up mushroom dick yeah, over mm-hmm. here. He's gonna fuck a cat. I'm gonna kill a cat. Oh, nine ways to skin one. Oh my god! And you wear nine skins. This character is awful. Corolla, Corolla Deville Two, Electric Boogaloo over here with cat suit. I got a cat suit. The, the teeny boppers are going to love this film because Joseph Quinn's in it. The teeny love, boppers teeny are going to love A Quiet Place Day yep. One. Oh, Joseph love. Quinn, he's like uh, the Stranger Things guy, right? Uh, yes, Jason, jo- Joseph Quinn is the Stranger Things guy. He's the guy who played uh, Eddie. Oh yeah, all the on, teens, on Stranger Things, all the teens season loved four. Him. Uh, he actually just got cast as uh, Johnny Storm, aka Human oh, Torch, yeah. in the new Fantastic Four movie. He's on the up and up, huh? He is. He's turning into a guy up. that's he's like, a good guy. Up and up and up. He's no, for the guy though that's it's Bobber, on thirty up up. years old that is kind of just hitting his mark now. That's kind of fun. I like when people do. It that. is. And for those of you that didn't know, uh, the Fantastic Four cast was officially announced. This is for Marvel Studios' attempt at doing Fantastic Four, which will hopefully outshine the other two poor attempts. Third times the charm. Uh, they've got Pedro Pascal as Reed Richards. Uh, they've got Vanessa Shaw as Sue Storm. They have Joseph Quinn as Johnny Storm, and Eben Moss Bacharach from The Bear yeah. as Ben Grimm, a.k.a. The Thing. Cousin. Cousin from The Bear. I love him so much. I yeah. love him. So that should be should be interesting. It looks like it's going to take place in the 60s. I'm pretty excited about it just because I, I hope that Marvel can get back on track and it'll do something completely different than what we've been expecting. The Go ahead, Nate. Let me say, Marvel getting back on track. Marvel has done some, still some good things compared of to- course. But their their batting average is still way higher. But, but nowhere, still, but nowhere near agree, where it agreed, used to be. Agreed. Listen, if, if Babe Ruth's in a slump, he's in a slump. Okay, like yeah. you know, he's still a pretty great. He's hitter, still Babe Ruth. If Babe Ruth didn't get his shot at Jack before he hit hit, hit plate, you know. So what do you know life. about Michael Skarnowski, the guy that's doing this? Because John Krasinski wrote the story for this, but he's not he's not making it, right? Do you know anything well, about? Michael we're, we're now back talking about a quiet place, not Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Sorry about that. Nate likes to give us a little bit of whiplash. Well, that was also directed by. Did you guys so see Pig with there. Nick Cage? I did. I did it's, not. It's very good. So same guy that made Pig is making this. He doesn't have a huge history either. Um, is, uh, is, is Pig a revenge film at all, or is it just I'm going to get my pig back film? I have not seen Pig either, but I've heard it was fantastic. It's not a revenge film in the way that John Wick is. Okay. Yeah. There's there, um. Or is it because my I guess my my maybe the better question is it just really just a sad movie. 
Uh, go on. Exactly. <laughs> In a way, yes, but not like the weatherman. Thanks, Nick, for that fucking walk down that rainbow road. Hmm? God, you're such a dick. And you know who's producing this film? Um, John Krasinski. M- Michael Bay. Well, that's just because his Platinum Dunes production yeah. banner is the one that, yeah, I mean, he's not like an active producer. You I know, but you don't, you don't know that. I, I do know that. Involved. That's how the system works. Yeah, Chris, no, he's he, a part he of it. He could be on set. He's not. He could be. He's you not. never know. He's not. Mm, you know, Michael Bay could have directed Small Soldiers. I wonder what that would have been like. Bad. It is interesting, though, that the original team, obviously, Krasinski's still involved in this. As yeah, a, why why, why did you know that, by the way? It just uh, a clip just recently came out where he was talking about it. <laughs> Doesn't he do that right? Hey, hey, but by the way, did you know that uh, Michael Bay could have directed Small Soldiers? I, I just and, then, like, and then and then he goes moving on. Like he don't, don't, don't well, I also on feel that. like Brad has like thousands of little bits yeah. of information that he's gleaned over the years in the film. Like you know, do you know that Priscilla Presley was almost a Spice Girl? That's and moving true. on, that's that not is true. true. No, but that's the kind of shit you would come up with. That'd be fun. Um, she does have uh, goose feathers in her bed though. <laughs> Um, but no, it's uh, yeah. There's a, there's a clip, an interview where he was talking about that because uh, Spielberg initially wanted him to direct it, but apparently when Bay like pitched his take on it, the producers like they weren't quite. They're like, yeah, it's a children's movie. You have women in bikinis and machine guns. Like we can't have this. To be fair, Small Soldiers still does have technically women, women in, in bikinis? bikinis with machine guns. They're dolls, but they're still. Women. Yeah, that's fair. I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> it, you know what? I watched it. I had a pretty big soldier. Small soldier. Yeah. What is going what is on? With yeah, you? Jesus. Yeah. I Gr- did. Oh my God, he's jerking off to dolls. A reason to get back into the voice. You, you, um, all, miss, you all miss the voice. I like, they I were, like small soldiers though. They were going to remake it. Small soldiers. Yep. And uh, one. Who's big they? One. they put them um, together, one big one. Uh, Shut up, Ben. One big soldier. <laughs> Tw- 20th Century Fox. Uh, the script was purchased in January 2014, and director just director Justin Lin was set to produce the film. Uh, I mean, I'd watch that. But uh, Justin Lin, due to the acquisition of 21st Century Fox by Disney yeah, on March 20th, 2019, Disney later in August canceled the film along with the other, with over 200 other projects. Wow! I feel like it probably was already like dead at that point anyway. But yeah, I mean, the six number years of movies of, that we are just never going to see the light of day, you know, because of studio acquisitions and the new head honcho comes in and like, I'm not doing that. Oh, it's not even necessarily just because of acquisitions though. There's there's tons of scripts that get bought and like announced that you'll hear about all the time that never actually. Oh no, I know that, but the the specific reason of it though, like, oh yeah, yeah, it's definitely like, no, I don't want to release that anymore because I'm in charge of it and I don't like that wasn't my idea. The ego on these people to just shelve things that people worked really hard on that would be good movies. Yeah, it, it does happen, you know. Can we talk a little bit? Because I want to hear you rant a little bit about Coyote versus Acme. Yes, what a piece that's of shit exactly David's where, was. That's yeah. exactly where I was going. Fuck David we didn't get to talk about that. Uh, so for those of you that maybe haven't heard about this because you're not ingrained in film world like like we are, because uh, nerds. There's this movie called Coyote versus Acme. Uh, it is a an animated live action hybrid that uh, stars a wily coyote, features a lot of Looney Tunes characters. It's Space Jam esque. Uh, but it basically it's it follows the lawsuit that Wiley Coyote files against the Acme Corporation. Which Love is the, this premise, by the, the company way. that is behind all of the failed gadgets and tricks that he's used to try and catch Roadrunner over the years. Uh, Will Forte is in it. He plays Wiley Coyote's lawyer. Um, it is apparently very very good. It is because it's a Looney okay, Tunes. Okay, so it's it's getting. I didn't hear that. So it, it is. Got, getting, it got. It got. It had some screenings. The reactions to the screenings have been very good. People online who have seen it. Some people who like who know people involved with it have seen it and have said. And it's we are very three good. jokers that love Will Forte. True, and I love Looney Tunes. Um, and so David Saslav, who is the um the current uh, devil. 
Devil, yeah, he's he's running Warner Brothers right now. He's been making some pretty piss poor decisions in recent years. Um, previously shelved Batgirl, uh, which was a movie that was in the works that was supposed to come out, and just they just axed it, and it will never be released. And they decided to take a tax write off instead, and that is exactly what he decided. And that wasn't to because do. it was getting bad reviews either, right? Like screenings. Well, or anything, it wasn't finished right? yet, so yeah. yeah. Um, so this that's what he decided to do with Coyote versus Acme, a movie that uh, it was very close to being completely finished. Um, he decided to shelve it and take a tax write-off uh, instead. Uh, there was some backlash over this, and uh, Warner Brothers pretended, basically, that they were going to put it up for sale for somebody else to distribute. Um, but uh, as a story came out after the that will never happen. a deal never came together because even though they made it seem like they were looking to sell it to somebody, they weren't seriously entertaining any offers that anybody made because they would much rather take the money they would get from a tax write-off rather than risk selling it to somebody, having that movie turn into a success and being further embarrassed by that turnaround. Uh, so in short, David Slaslav, piece of shit, a movie that people put hundreds, thousands of man hours into to make work, something that is apparently good, uses Warner Brothers legacy characters, characters who have defined the studio. Who have for, often made a ton of money, yeah, too. Yeah, for right? generations, we'll, and unless somebody is a hero and leaks this movie, we won't get to see it because he's uh, being a, a businessman who just wants to make money in the easiest way possible. He's yeah. also... No, hold on. Let's, uh, I'm going to defend David Shut the fuck up. about here a little bit. David Zazabout. Zazabout. David Zanzibar. No, David as I call him, Davy Zans, you know. He's, oh, also, he's got a lot of hard decisions to make, Brad. You don't know his life. Here's uh, here's another thing. He hasn't even seen the movie. You know, he's also uh, Davy Z. He, he he's like me. Okay, he, he he's got a gut feeling about things, and he's usually pretty right. A gutter feeling. Mm. He also is uh, to blame for. He pulls a lot of things off the streaming services because he doesn't want to pay residuals. Yeah, um, but to be, I, you can't. I can only get mad at him so far about that because that's what all the streaming services I know, are doing now. But but I think he was one of the first ones to do it. Probably he wants to pinch a penny every time. And I understand you want to make a lot of money. Yeah, David's ass life is but, like, is like is the 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 big lots of. Uh, Movie studios. Basically. I believe the big lots of people. He doesn't seem to live within the boundaries of understanding that. Yeah, we could maybe potentially make more money, but it's it's good for the brand and it's good for our fans. Yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 to do this, you are you are definitely doing yourself a disservice to uh, anybody that wants to respect you as a. As he doesn't care a about studio. that as long as he's making money. Yeah, yeah. He does, he it's a very not- short sighted thing. He does not care about the art by any means. No, he it, is he is strictly it is a all product. Of, it is a commodity, yeah, right? It, it is content. Yep, that is it. So, fuck David Zaslav. Uh, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that somebody was able to get Coyote versus Acme out of the the hard drive or whatever. Hey, before. and if you've got a copy and you just don't know how to get it online, we're pretty smart. So just you know, uh, you know, come to come to our website. And, uh, and shoot us a message. And David, if you'd like to come on the podcast, defend let us know. yourself. You know, me and you can talk. Uh, we'll, we'll talk business. Yeah, give me a call, Davy. Davy Z. Davy Z. David Z. Piece of shit. Uh, so yeah, so that, that's the episode, guys. Thanks. Hey, we thanks did for, it. You know, we, 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 hey, next week I'll bring a game. We'll play a game next week. We yeah, we've we been playing a, a game. In a while. It's been a lot of yeah, talk. Yeah, and we should probably have a guest sometime again. Yeah, guess, yeah. You know. We've all been busy, and so Mitch, we're just, are you around? Yeah. <laughs> Did Mitch no, come he back? He just left America. Ah, shit. I know he just left America. I saw it on his uh, his Instagram. I'm sorry, we missed you, buddy. Where did he go? Home. Back to, down under. Back to Australia. Just, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Where where the he went to the the Shire. <laughs> The way he's the Shire. The Shire. Went to the Shire. Went to the Shire. With Frodo. With Frodo Baggins. Guys, thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, make sure you subscribe. 
uh, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or uh, Swift Beats or Nasty Thumps, uh, <laughs> whatever you get your podcast on. If you if you like getting it on on Script Smash or uh, Doodle Sounds, uh, those are our favorite podcast apps, and we we know you want to want to hear us uh, in your ear, especially when Ben turns into a pervert. If it, and by the way, if anybody if anybody wants to get their hands on a used. Dune oh, two popcorn bucket lid uh, that hasn't been washed. It has not been washed. It is still wet. I have you know, know it's, it's dripping. I've, yeah, I've seen Ew. this bucket and it looks like someone spilled glue all over it. It does, and it's it's hardened and it turned red. Oh, what? Yeah, because I, I did it with a mushroom penis. You need to go to, yeah, a chewed up mushroom chewed penis up too. Mushroom, oh, don't don't say things like that. You're gonna get me going. Ugh. Hey guys, it's been fun. Nate, Brad, love you guys. Bye everybody. Bye. Nah, cheating, eh?